This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. David Force is with us here on A's Cast Live. Happy win streak, David. <laughs> Didn't you say that last week, Chris? Yeah, I, I mean, this is incredible, right? No team has ever started out 0-6 and then had an 11-game winning streak. It's never happened. Well, it's, yeah, half of that achievement is somewhat dubious, but, um, but I guess if that's what we had to do to get to where we are now, then great, we're in, good, we're in a good spot. How nice is it? that this is so well-rounded offense, defense, starting pitching, bullpen. It's, 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 it's your entire roster is contributing to all these wins. For sure. And, and yeah, you can't, you can't put really any streak together without, uh, without getting contributions from everywhere. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think we know that starting pitching is where this all starts. And I know those guys have talked a lot over the last, kind of two times through the rotation about feeding off each other. But, um, but you know, outside of, of Frankie's start on Wednesday against Minnesota, they've been incredibly consistent and, and kept us in every game, if, if not, you know, if, if not done more than that. So uh, the starting pitching is, is where we start. And, and like you said, we've, we've shown the bats really well. I think we're, you know, in the league leaders and homers. Uh, our defense has played way more consistently than we did the first week of the season. Um, and it's, it's been nice. A lot of those games have been in hand and, and turn them over to the bullpen. You know, the, the last victory was, you know, I think it, it's a game. Vince Catronio right now is doing top 50 A's games of all time. This could be number 51. Uh, you scored <laughs> three, you scored three runs in the 10th inning and you didn't get one hit. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird one. And, and I guess when you, you put in the new rule and start with, uh, a ghost runner on second and extra innings, you're, you're asking for some weird things to happen. But, um, you know, I, I talked to Bob after the game and uh, despite not getting a hit there in the 10th, we, we talked about how our, our offensive guys, they grinded all day and they had good at bats they, all the way down to the last one that, that Ramon had. He fell, I think he fell off like five pitches before putting that last ball in play and uh, Canna before him and just, guys having really good at bats all days and, and, you know, all, all day. And the, the lead went back and forth, but we did need a little bit of luck to come out there on top at the end. You know, Bob talked about, Bob Melvin talked about it after the game. I talked about it in the post game, you know, put the ball in play. You never know what's going to happen. And now with everybody shifting and, you know, the air at second base, and then they took Donaldson out, then the air at third. I mean, striking out, you can't win striking out. But you put the ball in play, David, anything can happen. It, there's no doubt. And and it's easy for, for you and I and even Bob to, to say that. But I think we we see what's happening in the game right now and, and the strikeouts at a, at a higher rate than we've ever seen. And, at some point, you have to look at what the hitters have to do and realize how incredibly difficult it is. I mean, you've got guys throwing 
harder than ever, with more movement than ever. Um, there's a reason that strikeouts are are going through the roof the way they are. So I, I know our guys are up there, you know, trying to put the ball in play. No one's up there trying to strike out, and uh, it's become a, more a part of the game now than ever. But um, but you're right. You put the ball in play. You make the other side make you know make the plays and and we saw with with the last two balls with canna's grounder and and ramon's grounder that uh like you said you never know what's going to happen so speaking of movement and spin rates the athletic is all over this whole thing about the foreign substances for pitchers you know bullfrog mixed with rosin or whatever people are concocting to help get a better grip how much do you pay attention to any of that well, we have to pay attention to it because I, I know how much the commissioner is focused on it and how much the league is focused on on making some changes. And, and they're obviously analyzing a lot of the baseballs. And, um, you know, the fact is there's a rule on the books right now that you can't put, put anything on the ball. Um, so no matter what the sort of accepted practices are or what, you know, what everybody thinks they know is going on, uh, at some point I know Major League Baseball wants to step in and, and kind of level the playing field because uh, some of that stuff is absolutely responsible for uh, the increased dominance of pitchers. So, um, you know, they've gone as far as to work on a, a new baseball with some, you know, tacky leather to, to help. Uh, and the argument has always been like, hey, the pitchers need something to help with slick baseballs, help, help control the ball so guys aren't getting hurt. And I, I get that. Um, but I think we're all we're all having to be more aware of, of this issue as the commissioner takes an interest in it. You know, I'm holding a ball in my hand and this, this thing is, it, it, it's like a cue ball. It's so slick. And I, I, as a former pitcher, I look at it this way. If you're going to allow the hitters to have pine tar and the sticky spray, and then they can have an elbow pad and they can have an ankle pad and they got, they, they got so much padding and armor up there. Why do the hitters get all of this? And then we're saying, pitchers, you get nothing. Spoken like a true former pitcher, Chris. No, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, where do you draw the line? I, I think on both sides. And all this stuff is, is a lot more part of the game than when you and I played. And, um, and I, I, yeah, I think you, you have to leave it up to the league to, to police it at some point. But, but obviously they're trying to be proactive and make, make changes to, to – you know, improve the product on the field because because some of those things are leading uh, to, you know, whether it's the strikeouts or or lack of balls in play, whatever. Some of those things are leading to to a game that, that isn't necessarily as much fun to watch. Well, I t- you know, one, one guy I want to talk about is, is Matt Olson, and obviously last year, I mean, he hit the homers, but it just wasn't a good year for him. And we had him on, and he he talked about how he got too much into video, too much into his head. He had to get back to more sea ball, hit ball. Uh, he got engaged. He got a puppy. I mean, his life is just going good right now. And his last 10 games, he's hitting 389, six home runs, 14 RBIs. Just talk about what a treat it is to watch him play right now. He's so he's so talented. He is. He is. And we saw, we got a glimpse of it in spring and how locked in he was and, and Really, I think I said hitting homers from from the beginning of simulated games. Really on the backfield, he, you could see how locked in he was. And then, you know, came out and, and was a little slow those first you know first four or five games, just like everybody else. But um, but we've seen during this during this streak 
how locked in he is. And, and, you know, you, you almost expect him, you almost expect a homer every time he comes up when he, when he's feeling like this. And, and, you know, we've seen some incredible exit velos out of him, 110 miles an hour plus. And, um, and he, he certainly, certainly has the ability to carry us. So it's, um, I, I didn't know about the puppy. If that's the uh, secret to his success, we'll, we'll have to look into it for some of the other guys, but, uh, but he sure feels good at the plate right now. And, and, and you know, Seth Brown is kind of reminding me of Mark Canna. Like, you know, we've talked so much about Mark Canna and what we thought he was and what he's turned out to be. Uh, I, I know for me, Seth Brown, I'm looking at him as a more athletic than I thought he was. Did you know he was this athletic and this versatile? I, I have to say I did. I mean, he played first base and the outfield, all, all three outfield spots actually in the minor leagues. Um, you know, he's filled in nicely in the corners for us, but, but yeah, we knew he could run. He's a big guy, but we knew he could run a little bit on the bases. And, uh, as far as his offense, it was just, you know, it's just a matter of time. A guy who has the success that he had in the minor leagues, you know, it's going to translate. He just, he had to, maybe he had to get that first one in Houston and get over the hump, but, um, but everybody feels really good with Seth at the plate right now. So we've got to play you a, a part of Moneyball because we have a new nickname for your team. Cody, a uh, play for David Force, the cut from Moneyball. Another thing, no more stealing. That's what I do. That's what you pay me to do. No, I pay you to get on first, and I get thrown out a second. Ah, the running A's, David. It's like all of a sudden Vince <laughs> Coleman, Tim Raines, Ricky Henderson. I mean, you guys running the bases. It's been great to watch. It has, because you know why? Because we haven't gotten thrown out. That's why it's so much. That's why it's so much fun to watch. I think I, I may be wrong. I think our only caught stealings are pickoffs, right? Um, so, yeah, no, I, I've I've seen and heard that clip a number of times. I know. I think uh, the the screenwriter was very pleased with his adaptation of that uh, that theory. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been great, and and our guys have been studying and getting good jumps and. As long as we're uh, we're making it on the other end, it's fun to watch. You know, Ramon Laureano said something really interesting. He said, pitchers just don't care anymore. It's like the, all they care about is focusing on the batter and trying to strike out the batter that, you know, they're, they're, they're given 90 feet away. Do you see that in our, in our game? Um, I think there's a, there's a decreased emphasis on keeping guys out of scoring position. If, you know, to sort of uh, – you know, take Ramon, a little nuance from what Ramon said. I, I don't know that they don't care, but I, I do think we're seeing, again, going back to the strikeouts, the, the value of having runners in, in scoring position, or even on third base with less than two outs, is a, little, is a little less now than it used to be in our game. So it's not quite as critical to keep a guy at first base. And, and good for Ramon for recognizing and, and taking advantage of that, because I know he's leading the league in stolen bases by quite a bit. So uh, yeah, it, some of the parts of the game are changing, and if our guys can take advantage of it, you know, better for us. I, I've wondered because we've seen we've seen good, we've seen we've seen bad with the shift, and I know we've talked to you about the shift, and you like shifting, obviously. How many the A's are shifting more than anybody else? But do you keep like a scorecard somehow of like when it works and when it doesn't work? Does it even out? Are are you way ahead? How do you keep track of that? Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to calculate it and essentially keep keep track of of you know overall runs saved and and average 
against the shift and things like that. And yeah, we, we absolutely evaluate it constantly in our keep track. It's not, it's not a one for one, you know, did it work this time versus didn't it work that time? And um, again, you're, you're playing the odds just like anything else here. So um, like we talked about last week, I, I think we do a really good job of it. I think the pitchers understand it. Um, and until, you know, until hitters are going to make some, some wholesale adjustment, I think, you know, it's going to continue to be successful for us. Yeah, because David, we're not seeing we're not seeing that. I mean, I, I got to think with all the baseball you watch, you're not seeing a whole lot of people adjusting. <laughs> no, you you don't. I mean, there there obviously there are hitters who are good enough to to not be shifted and and use the whole field, but obviously you know we're seeing a lot of left-handers still hit ground balls into that short right field shift and and right-handed pull hitters the same way. So. Um, you know, they, they, they have to do the math too and, and weigh the possibility of extra base hits versus, versus singles. And, um, everybody's sort of playing their own little math game on both sides. You know, during this win streak, and we, let's, let's end on this, your pitchers, certain guys are going out there and they're p- pitching with conviction. And Sean and I brought it up two starts ago with the media about how he has changed and just the mentality of seeing these guys with their fastball and everything's off your fastball, but attacking the strike zone with the fastball, not walking anybody. And I think of another guy that I really wanted to ask you about, Lou Trevino. He just looks like a different pitcher. Talk about what you've seen with Lou, and you now trust him to go out there and get you those toughest outs, which are the last outs to end the game. Yeah, they are. And I think, you know, I think having both Lou and Deke as options back there. It's kind of helped Lou in a way because he, he hasn't had to just assume he's the guy and, and sort of get psyched up about it. And Bob's done a really good job of matching matching up. I know Jake was up and in in the sixth or seventh inning the other day because of the matchups. Um, but yeah, I mean, you mentioned when you're talking about Sean about walks. And, and the one thing we did not do well at all those first six games was command the strike zone from a pitching standpoint. I don't know how many guys we walked, but it, it was very unlike an A's pitching staff. And, and we've done such a good job during the stretch of not giving away free bases, of getting ahead in the count. I, I, I talked to Jesus briefly after his start the other day against Minnesota about first pitch strikes. And, and I don't remember exactly what his number was, but it was, he maybe threw more first pitch strikes in that game than in the two previous ones combined. And it's, it's just so important getting ahead of the count. And like you said, pitching, pitching with confidence, pitching with conviction. And uh, all of our guys are doing it right now. Our, our offense is getting in the lead. and Guys are throwing strikes and, and letting their stuff do the work. You know, I, I feel so bad for Trevor Rosenthal. You know, we had him on right when he signed with the A's. And he talked about how he was sad that the season ended last year because he was throwing the ball so well with the Padres. And to, to get hurt like this, and have the surgery, and we've kind of forgotten about him. Uh, do, do you have any idea when when he potentially could return? And boy, would that be a huge addition to the bullpen? Yeah, I, it's so it's so far down the line right now that there's there's no timeline on Trevor. I mean, he's here in Oakland. He's rehabbing with our staff, um, so you know he, he's back sort of as a part of the team. But until you know, until we get through the initial stages of his rehab and, and get a ball back in his hands, which is, you know, well down the road, there's no timeline, but hopefully it's, it's later this season. And uh, yeah, and he could be a great addition to, to whatever the bullpen looks like at that point. Well, David, keep riding the wave and keep winning games. <laughs> We've got the, the original wave rider on the bump tonight. So 
we'll uh, we'll let Cole do his thing against Baltimore and hope this thing keeps going. We'll talk to you next week. Be well. All right. See you, Chris. David Forrest, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.